When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Joy! I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. Joy and double joy! We talking about Twitter. Triple joy! Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple joy. We can't speculate and recollate. Just because you're the infinite and mesmeric light of eternal consciousness shining through the glistening but fractured lens of the individual human experience doesn't mean that you shouldn't enjoy high-quality internet content. It's time for official high-quality internet content. Shove the others to the back. Because what Jin's talking about is back. It's the conversation about the Steelers social media conversation. I'm Kyle Kreis. Here with me is Greg Benevins. Hello. And it is not just the conversation. It's the conversation. (laughs) How did it take us that long for you to think of that? That's great. That's why we're here every week. You were just... (laughs) It'll eventually come. It's not all high-quality internet content until now. <laughs> That's right. Con season is still in full effect. We thought that uh, we thought we were in draft season. No, it's still con season, and he's making moves, but not all. But he's also not making moves, which mm-hmm. I think is maybe this week's lead. Mm. Let's get to the takes. At Chicago underscore NFL, Ben Devine. The Steelers have apparently spoken to the Bears about a possible draft day trade, according to at Football EJ. Pittsburgh currently owns the 17th pick, perhaps eyeing a move up to nine. The tweet that defined the conversation this week hmm. is it but does it have any substance at all and the I'll, and I'll tell you the answer is no <laughs> how did everyone go run run take this take and go running this was some uh fan podcast <laughs> where they're like I know the bears have talked to the Steelers about moving up to nine um doesn't sound credible but you know everyone says oh don't count it out i guess we shouldn't necessarily 
completely eliminate it from no. the conversation. A- and it, it, we shouldn't eliminate it entirely. And again, I think this, not to be real pedantic, but this comes down to the definition of exactly what a phone call is. If you call someone and be like, hey, you think about trading the pick? What would it take to trade it? A lot? Okay, great. Bye. That's, I, I, that is, if there's a conversation, that very well might be how it went. Well, let's, what, what would the ninth overall get us? At Logan CO six one two three five nine nine three Logan Cook, since it's been rumored that the Steelers are interested in trading for the Bears pick, consulting the trade value chart. Let's pull that up. The ninth <laughs> pick equals thirteen hundred and fifty trade points. The seventeenth pick equals nine hundred and fifty trade points. There's a four hundred point difference, so the forty ninth pick overall is worth four hundred and ten trade points. So it's going to take. 17th and 49th to trade up to nine. I would mean, you, would you, are you taking this trade? I mean, I, I, I'm probably not sitting here today. I, 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 I know that there are people that really swear by the trade points chart, but to me, it sounds really imaginary. I, I, I know <laughs> that people believe in it and it's kind of a legit thing, but yeah, I, I, I also find it, I mean, I, I, it's I get I see it's so weird because I want to be like of course the Bears wouldn't do this but then I thought like man they gave up a second round pick for Chase Claypool it's of course they might do this because in a way this could get I mean they could take they might take that offer from the Steelers if the Steelers are willing to offer because then you're back in the second round that you're essentially getting the same pick you got um that you traded the uh, uh you know the big Chase. linebacker yeah oh oh, the, oh, the, oh they're, they're, they're Mac right yeah the, yeah to you know it uh uh so yeah I mean no the one that went to Baltimore that uh that got Baltimore's pick but yeah so it's you know it's not crazy that I mean I could see the Bears taking this I just don't know if it's worth it for the Steelers a team that maybe does have a bunch bunch of holes to you know unless they really loved somebody and really felt that he was going to go but that, that seems tough to me first off this is this it feels like a, the real life draft day con mm-hmm. trading back the pick you just traded for yes uh back to the team you traded with so mm-hmm. i don't think that i mean you know if, if this guy's playing chess while other people's are playing checkers that seems it the other thing is is there a guy that They've they've loved so much to go up to nine. It uh, you know it doesn't seem like that uh, they're in love with a uh, with a niner. You know, I, I mean, if they are, then it's like maybe one of the ultimate Tomlin deceptions, like Tomlin throwing you off, Tomlin keeping you off the scent, keeping you off balance. But uh, I mean, we certainly haven't seen or felt that way that anything that we've read and we read too much of this. You know, they, some people say the Paris Johnson Jr., the tackle from Ohio State, because he's got that Max Starks size. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Max Starks wasn't the first rounder. The third round pick, yeah. Yeah, I just don't, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, it's a lot, with, with not a lot of trade capital it, to begin with, right. to give up, you know, 32 is basically a first. So you have like yeah. two firsts. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, and, and we know that, at least under Colbert, they considered first three rounds starter worthy. Yes. So mm-hmm. you know you've got four starter worthy uh, potential picks to to trade up. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's and I know that you know and apparently just from the interviews that, that whenever Khan gets a chance to talk, he's like, absolutely, I'm considering trading up. So I mean, I, I, you can't roll it out, but I I find it very hard to believe that you know the Bears bloggers have cracked the code. And, you know, yeah, and for and shame on all of these 
you know, clicky sites that ran with this, you know, like, oh, we we've heard that the Steelers have talked with the Bears. I don't you know, consider the source. It's if it was if it was. Hell, even if it was like a Jim Miller type or, yes. you know, someone who might have connections, you might to consider one franchise or another. But mm-hmm. come on, if it's it's not it's, you know, it's the Kyle Christ of Bears country up there, <laughs> please. But we might also be in it just hit me now as you were speaking. We might be in like the true doldrums of anything happening because it's not like, you know, in terms of content, it's not like you can go back and be like, hey, here's let's talk to the new draft picks or it's not even like let's talk to the new free agents or let's look at the free agents. We might be in a real lull here, hence all these uh, leaks that don't exist. Two full weeks until the draft. Wolf. Two, two. These the, the longest two weeks ever. Is this? Um, <laughs> it's you know that it's like uh, what was in, in Interstellar? Would that have to do with time? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it was like thirty years passed while they were swimming in that uh, big ocean or something. Spoiler, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we're the Matthew McConaughey's of. <laughs> Steeler content right now. <laughs> no, well, you know, let's get to the other big con story. Mm-hmm. At Drop Dead Dizzy 88, Drop Dead Dizzy. Steelers go and offer a trade for Devin White. He requested a trade. Devin White, the linebacker that we didn't get when we <laughs> when we drafted Devin Bush. Once a trade and even though we've over, overhauled the inside linebacker room, are we ready to this is uh, this I think is more shocking than than trading up to number nine would yes. be go out to to trade for Devin White. This would absolutely be more shocking than trading up to number nine. I mean, it's at first I thought, ooh, this seems like a good idea, and then I I, I, I had that second voice in my head that says, what do you know? Why would this be a good? <laughs> this could very well not be a good idea at all. I mean, it's I've certainly seen enough Buccaneers people who were like, yeah, the fans like, yeah, get rid of them, trade them. But then I think their fans have got to be as dumb as ours. It um. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, it seems like 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 with so many other players we've seen since the Shazier injury, you look at a guy like this and you say, okay, maybe he would fill the hole. Maybe he would be the guy to fix it. But in terms of all that you'd have to pay after the guys you already got at, uh, I, I, and what you'd have to pay for him, which would probably be at least that 49 pick on top of the money, it, uh, it's it's probably a bad idea. But, uh, I mean, part of it first, I, I was I was ready to use, the, like I used the wrestling phrase, to mark out and be like, yeah, let's, let's try trade for him let's go try to win the super bowl in kenny's second year but then uh you know i i became more rational uh uh than i would be with someone else's credit card the cream of the crop right you know <laughs> if you're willing to if you're willing to uh spend the money you know you would have or maybe the best at the position you know if you complained about Steelers have the highest paid <laughs> defense before if you signed him you'd have to cut someone you just one of those yes. new guys we just acquired absolutely um, and not a Jameer Jones type either like like a guy that is expected to play also like, because we lost Jameer Jones we can't expect the <laughs> the announcement coming soon that um, is not a booster with a big enough blank check do we have a booster we need a booster system right now so we can uh, sign these guys mm-hmm. um no but there was some action on the defense yes uh let's go to user psychic seven on reddit makes me think louder milk might lose his job Steeler sign defensive lineman armand watts uh, you know, this guy was a, had some starts in mm-hmm. uh, what the Bears and the Vikings. Yeah. Uh, and now that, yeah, that defensive line is starting to get crowded, that room mm-hmm. there. I mean, 
Loudermilk's doing a rookie deal. There's another guy. It's like Kendrick Green. This was a guy that that they seemed that they wanted. They traded up. Yeah. I mean, it was a later round, but they traded up. Uh, they liked him. They were high on him. But, you know, it's, I mean, nothing's guaranteed to anybody, but they're, it's particularly not guaranteed to a fifth-round pick, even if they did move up for you. So, it, uh, I mean, I, I, I he's going to be in real competition with uh, this Watts guy who I think, I mean, some places led with a picture of him hitting Ben, right? So, I mean, he got it. You know, he has been. Or he's, you know, we've seen him do, and you know how the Steelers love guys that play well against them. And, um, so everything hurts. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, still recovering from that. Um, I okay, yeah. I, okay, we'll see. We'll see in camp. I mean, yeah. And Loudermilk's younger than the guy. He could certainly yeah. beat him out. He has more experience at the position. I mean, it's it's. I think they have been waiting for Loudermilk to make a jump to be a starter capable guy, and this hopefully is, you know, being like, hey, time to do it. And Leal, I guess, as well, too. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. They don't uh, they, they don't play the same uh, exactly. Yeah, but... Leal, they, seem, they can move Leal all kinds of places, though. That's, that's they, they put him almost anywhere. Yeah. Okay, well, let, enough to talk about the defensive side. Let's flip to offense. At Miked Up Sports 1, Mike Nicastro, I keep hearing, seeing this idea thrown around that the Steelers like Dan Moore Jr. more than we all might think. I can't wrap my head around that. Why would they have pursued Orlando Brown Jr. to the degree that they did? Um, I am firmly on the I'm rooting for mm-hmm. Dan Moore Jr. You know, more more snaps, more starts in his first two years. Uh Certainly than any tackle uh, mm-hmm. before, uh, maybe up until Pouncey, I guess. Right? Yeah, and I, 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 I'll answer the question. Uh, why would they have pursued Orlando Blue, Brown Jr. to the degree that they did? Uh, I think because there is something I, I go back to. This, I'm not going to say the name right yet. The Sumalo signing. I don't think they thought they were going to be able to sign that guy to the money that they did. So they wanted to see if they could do the same with Orlando Brown Jr. I, too, believe in Dan Moore. I hope Dan Moore it can hold it down i also believe that orlando brown jr is better than him and if they've been able to get him for a reasonable price that's you know if you're able to get something real good for not the best price i can see uh paying for that and i think that's how they ended up with sumo too and it was he's a known orlando brown jr known quantity we have tape on him Mm -hmm. you know not to be like compared with a rookie for even a first round rookie is still much more of an unknown than a veteran uh guy they've played again the guy that's played well against them this is, you know, this is coming on two weeks old, mm-hmm. but it didn't get any smarter in those two weeks. No, but this is again. <laughs> this is this is like some of those. You know, it's like not. It's like low quality internet content, and there's plenty of it out there, <laughs> and they're regurgitating stuff. User wish underscore crisp on Reddit. James Daniel on the trading block. I don't believe it for a minute. Yeah, this comes from allstealers.com. Uh, asked the question: Is could James Daniels be in the you know? And they, and they said they're they're citing reports in the Athletic, which was uh, as, you know just a unnamed league source, which could be um, I don't know. You know the the PA on. Mm. NFL Good Morning America or whatever that show is called, you know? Well, a couple things. I could see uh, another a fan of another team being like, yeah, I wish we would trade for James Daniels. That guy's good. I'd like to have him on my club. I, I think there's there's two reasons that I think this. I mean, obviously this is going around because it's like bait and we have nothing else to talk about. I do think the reason this got a bit of traction uh, and also because age, that'd be attractive for other teams. James Daniels, very good player, had a good season, maybe got off to a little bit of a slow 
slow start, but really came on. And two, I do think, and this surprised me. I don't know if this surprised you or if you noticed it as much as I did. I do feel like the Steelers getting a lot of guards kind of fried people's minds. Like, I think they kind of, it was like, wait, what? Why do you, so many guards? I don't under, understand yeah, maybe they're like, oh, maybe they're trying to get rid of one of those. Maybe, oh, maybe they're trying to get rid of James Daniels. Maybe we can pick up James Daniels. Right, maybe we should right. make those calls. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to say. We, we haven't had the, we haven't had a press. Have we had an Omar Khan press conference? Yeah, it was. He agency? sat down in that air. He sat down in the Phoenix uh, hotel, just as Tomlin did, and that's where the one where, where if you listen to it, Khan was like, "Hello, I'm Omar Khan. I am definitely up for trading up in the first round. Thank you for coming by." Like he says it really early on, and like he wanted you to know that very badly. Well, well, I'm I'm excited for the draft pick press conference where usually it's been. Uh, at least for the first round, it's been Tomlin and Colbert. I wonder, yes. so I'm guessing we'll see Tomlin and Khan. Absolutely. And they'll also do the wrap-up, too. You know, that like end of the draft, like, hey, you know, well, let's look back kind of thing. I'm sure they'll do that. So we can, we can get more into the mindset. It's like a lot of these talking points that we bring up now, it's like we have to almost kind of verify after the fact. Well, okay, he, well, he went back and said that they did this and this. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Um well, how about one last thing in con season? Mm-hmm. At Ray Fit One, Ray Fittipaldo, there has been no movement to re-sign Derek Watt. So Armand Watts, yes, Derek Watt, no. <laughs> the special teams captain. I know that the, you know someone like him. We could probably wait all the way up until uh, the the day Latrobe. before camp. Yeah, but it is a special teams captain, mm-hmm. and he has been contributing more and more on offense. I mean, I were, how many games did you see it where he? Yeah, I feel like he got every first down they wanted him to on fourth and one. There were a few games he put away. I mean, I can see them trying to sign him for a low price right around Latrobe, but I mean, it's also could see some team swooping in and saying, "Hey, we're a team that's ready to win. We only need a few small pieces, and we can certainly fit him into our plans." I could see that happening too. I'm looking at special teams, and so right now there's no Derek Watt, there's mm-hmm. no Marcus Allen, there's mm-hmm. no Benny. Is Benny Snell under contract? Uh, I, I don't know or think so, but they could bring those guys back if they want. I could bring all those guys back. Mm-hmm. But, you know, is it kind of like let's see what we have at you know uh, like OTAs or you know, and mm-hmm. then because a lot of the guys they draft are going to contribute on special teams. I mean, no matter what happens here, that that's going to be the idea, particularly with the guys later on. I mean, that you know, Miles the, Boykin. That's four of our yeah. biggest special teams contributors mm-hmm, i think you know mm-hmm. yeah my uh sims is the returner is gone yes i mean now how many of those guys though did they sign during the late in the offseason last year i mean that's boykin that's i want to say it's sims i could be wrong but uh watt and allen were under contract but it, um, it just seems like a lot i mean that's that, you know, that is half lo- your unit it, um, okay, um, let's get to some red meat. It's uh-uh. you know, let's give the fans what they want. That's right. It's it's a holiday that lasts all twelve months of the year. <laughs> Canada season. Let's start with user Rusty022 from Reddit. 
We're paying DJ about that much, and OBJ is unquestionably better when healthy. If he can stay healthy and Lamar stays and connects with him, then we might be laughing so much about this. This could be, I guess, a con season. The Ravens signed OBJ, and we're stuck here with Deontay Johnson. This is an amazing con- uh, comment because it's it's you know we we might not be we might not be laughing about this if like eight different things all happen that haven't happened in many years. I mean, it's <laughs> it's the old joke about a summa can open. Like, so you get OBJ is unquestionably better when healthy. I would put I, I would put a maybe next to that, but I would add it to when healthy and younger. Yeah, which and younger, uh, is, yeah. is if he can stay healthy and Lamar stays and stays healthy and connects with him, then we may not be laughing. If these are the kind of things you worry about in your life, your life is nothing but smooth sailing. You are just sunshine and rainbows day after day. If, if the narrative at the end of the season is, oh, man, uh, Lamar to OBJ was the difference maker in the AFC North, mm-hmm. then, man, some crazy stuff is probably going on. You know where a lot of that crazy <laughs> stuff happened? Ohio. <laughs> because it happened in Cincinnati and Cleveland as well. That, that, to make that, that that's what went down. Um you know, I mean, I, I, yeah, if it, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 like, I made the crack a few weeks ago about how OB, I would be fine with OBJ for the Steelers if they signed him for that Bitcoin contract of fifty grand. <laughs> I mean, I, and I, 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 and I did like that idea, but I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's weird. The Steelers in the wide receiver position is strange to me right now because I, I would like to see them bring someone in, maybe a lower round pick in the draft because that's what they always do. Because like, but at some point, you know, you got to kind of focus on getting the ball to George, getting the ball to Pat getting the ball to Deontay like it's having an OBJ guy in there it's one thing about having a lot of weapons it's something else about getting everybody fed yeah I mean yeah there's if we're gonna be running it we're running the ball 30 times a game right and passing to Najee (laughs) which is you know I mean maybe the biggest play of last year was that and there's gonna be always gonna be a lot of that in this offense as long as Najee's in it and Ken being Ben he's gonna keep a couple Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. we're not gonna throw at all why are we even throwing (laughs) Why don't we trade DJ for uh, another running back? Yeah, he's assigned Derek Watt, and I yeah. get a couple more fullbacks. At, uh, and there we go. We get t- <laughs> okay, well, we solved that question. How about user Sleestack Lightning on Reddit? Run, run, pass was so consistent. Harris didn't even get 10 third down conversion attempts. Uh, you know, the, the, the knock on Canada was, oh, it's so run, run, pass. It was so run, run, pass. Uh, Najee didn't even have 10 third down attempts well Najee wasn't the third down back this year right Mm -hmm. in fact Najee had nine third down rushing attempts uh and but Steelers did run 53 times on third down out of 236 plays so about a little more than one out of five third downs was a run that's not that's not right and I'm I'm gonna assume a lot of those were Kenny uh, plenty of those were Warren. It, uh, I mean, but some of those were also like Connor Hayward and Derek Watt. And I'm sure there were a few, you know, the the uh, wide receiver handoffs and those end arounds. And it, uh, there are all kinds of different things. It, um, and I think part of this, that this is another one of those places that when you look at the sneaky things that held the Steelers back in a lot of ways, the Najee Harris injury that actually, that everyone lied about for like the first two <laughs> months, I think definitely shows up in those statistics and aren't we committing more to run if you're mad that we were consistently predictable run run pass 
then aren't we running even more this season? I guess it could be run, pass, run, run, pass, run. Well, I don't know if we're running any more this season. I think uh, I, 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 I think the idea isn't necessarily to run more as it is to run better. I think that that's where a lot of boosting the offensive line and Kenny, you know, uh, uh, never seeing sunlight due to learning the playbook more or whatever that is uh, comes from. But um, but yeah, I, I think the idea of running more effectively, particularly early on in the season, is never. And I'm fine with that because that's the way a team like this can beat the Chiefs. That's the best way to beat the Bengals is to have that long, those long, you know, a long running drive that ends in a touchdown versus uh, letting them, you know, get Pat, let Patrick Peterson be on the field and 33 years old the entire time for more than a half. Uh oh, I think you've unlocked uh, a new level there. Um, some people are a little bit too excited about the offense. Let's uh-huh. uh, at Brian Diardo. Three reasons why Steelers Najee Harris is primed to become NFL's premier running back in 2023. Number one, the new O-line. Number two, an improved QB. Number three, a better version of Harris. What did he do? He unlocked the Pokemon? What did he, we, we had, we've got a better version of Harris I this think, year. I think, again, I think he unlocked whatever that fixing that injury was in the first half of the season. He did come on stronger in the second. I think... All three of those things can be true, and it doesn't make him the NFL's premier running back. I mean, as long as Saquon Barkley is healthy, that guy's probably the premier running back. At uh, There's great running backs all over. I think Najee can have a better season. I think he can have even uh, uh, higher heights. But um, to put, you know, being the NFL's premier back on him is is a lot. I mean, he's only had four 100-yard rushing games. You know, he doesn't seem to be yet... The, uh, you know, he's not like the bus or something who can run it 30 times and just get uh, 200 yards a game. Or- right. And I, I and I'm not sure that league and that running back is necessarily around anymore. I think, you know, the fourth thing that would make, you know, uh, the Najee Harris prime to become one of the NFL's true premier running backs. Number four here would be a better version of Jalen Warren. Oh, I think that helps a lot, too. Like- okay. 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 Well, how about the flip side of this take? User Chevyville on Reddit. Teams will continue to stack the box until Kenny can burn them every time with audible quick slants and screens. I mean, is it still... Are you, are you still... Even though they ended the season with five wins or something, mm-hmm. um, is still is it still like, eh, let's force Kenny to beat us? I, I, I would think that's where you'd want to start. I mean, it's the other teams have seen what... Uh, well, I think that just it. I think when the Steelers are running the ball effectively with Najee Harris, they're very hard to beat. I think if you're given a choice at this point, you'd still rather have Kenny beat them. I, I mean, I read this comment and all I can think of is, you know, the Pat Fryermouth on Ben's uh, podcast being like, we had no hot reads whatsoever. <laughs> As they're totally not in the playbook, not in the slightest. What's a hot read? Um, well, you know, we'll see. I guess, you know, the first time Kenny lights him up downfield and then everyone has to back up and say, whoa, you know. Or let's, or when Kenny lights up somebody in the first half, not at the <laughs> end of the game. It, uh, which, again, if you're going to choose the time to do it, that's the time to do it. But that, you know, wall to wall, you know, just dangerous on every drive. I think that's what we're looking for. All right. Well, coming up in the second half. We're going to talk drafts. It's right. It's it's April. It's draft season. Mm-hmm. We've got a couple new names entering the fray. So um, 
We'll tell you who and when. When? I don't know. Two weeks from now, I guess. In the draft. Best David German. You see these mocks pick so many names all across their boards, but they're all the same. Send me to Coachella. All these mocks are blah blah blah. I don't care. I don't blah blah. blah. I don't know the words now. Yeah yeah. There's only one way, there's only one way to mock. Okay, all right, <laughs> two weeks to go, two weeks to go. And, and you know my philosophy, we study the mocks. To tell us, it's like the movie Pie. You can read the uh, you can read the tea leaves, and and maybe mm-hmm. if we can get a fifty percent consensus, the mocks can be insightful and tell us who we will pick. Is it true? It's a, this is year two of the thesis. <laughs> Let's get to at a Saunders underscore pgh Alan Saunders. I continue to be baffled by the refusal to acknowledge that slot wide receiver is among the top needs, if not the top need for the Steelers. Um, if it's need and not best p- person overall, uh, it should be wide receiver, right? Why? Why aren't we looking at wide receiver? Well, I think specifically, and I've seen Alan Sanders on Saunders on uh, Christopher Carter's podcast, and he's a smart guy, so I take this uh, seriously. I think. You know, it, it, I think it's one thing where I, I, the, what I read his comment as it's the top need is in like they don't actually have somebody to play that excels at that position right now. There's a lot of other places where you could upgrade, you know, and they could play tomorrow, but they don't have one standout guy with that. I kind of think this is the sort of thing where, and I th- feel like we're going to kind of touch on this, is that you can find these guys a little bit later in the draft and you can maybe find them on the open market after there are a few cuts too. It, I mean, it's they're not looking for an out, wide, outside wide receiver, a number one guy. They're kind of looking for a number three guy. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like you pick, you pick tackle or cornerback. Mm-hmm. You're picking someone who's slotted to play uh, maybe you know 700 mm-hmm. snaps or so during mm-hmm. the season. You pick a slot wide receiver. They're getting what seven snaps a game? Maybe. I mean, yeah, they're gonna. I mean, they're right. They're gonna play, but it's also not gonna be like okay, this guy's gonna be here every time in and out. At uh, I mean, I could see them. You know, if he's there uh, and he falls to them, the 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 guy his brother plays for the Pirates from Ohio State. If he falls, uh, Smith and Jigba. But you know, I, I other than that, I, I don't see. You know, they're not trading up with the Bears for him at nine. At I mean, the- Matt Canada, is he's going to bust out those Glenn Gary plays early. Right. If yes. he's, it's like, oh, yes. uh, Matt, we're picking wide out at 17. And he's like, oh, <laughs> oh scrap the playbook. He has the key, like, hanging from his neck. And he just gets it out. Yes. It kind of, 
if, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's like it seems anti-intuitive. They're building up the trenches. It sounds like it's going to be a running focus game. Let's get wide out at seventeen. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the only uh, the way you would the only reason you would do it is if it were you know a true uh, best player available. If that's you had the guy highest on your list, everyone agreed. Da 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 da. That'll be the last time that I address it. I think so. I don't think we'll be talking wideouts the next uh, two weeks. I don't think so either. Um, let's go. I kind of agree with user Fugly Steve on Reddit. <laughs> Wideout is a second-tier need. Here's a current list. Jordan Addison, Jalen Wyatt, Josh Downs, Charlie Jones, Jonathan Mingo, Jalen Reed, Xavier Hutchison. I mean, I've seen some of these names show up on the on the mocks in the later rounds, like a Josh Downs. I've seen almost all these names visit the Steelers on those 30 visit names. Mingo's definitely been there. I'm pretty sure Downs has. I think Reed has. At, uh, yeah, I think Hutchinson has. I think a these are a lot of the guys the Steelers are looking at uh, with, you know, probably starting at that 49th pick, maybe a little sooner, but uh, but yeah. The NF or the NFL, the ESPN made the draft prediction where they gave like odds on different players. So it's mm. okay, you know, not quite a pick, but it's but mm -hmm. the odds we've got Broderick Jones tackle huh. ten point five percent chance. Uh, then followed by Joey Porter Jr. cornerback eight point five percent chance. Number three, Darnell Wright, the tackle from Tennessee, seven point five percent chance. And also tied at 7.5, Paris Johnson at 7.5, who a lot of people say won't even be on, up up there. At, right. Uh, I mean, it's I could see, I mean, me personally, I would assume that the only one of these four names that would be there at 17 is right. But uh, but I don't know. I mean, that's interesting with those odds. That's I mean, I'm not the best guy at math, but that's still uh, that's not even 40 percent. You add all four of these guys up. Oh, so it's very point. much the field. They're thinking it's going to be somebody else. That's well, a big field. That is a big field. Well, you know, we're I'm going by the assumption if of fifty percent of the mock drafts and mm. we're up to hundred and one. We gained fourteen this past I'm a couple behind. We're up to hey, we're, that's you're still amazing for doing this. Uh twenty three different players mocked at seventeen, new at seventeen from Mel Kuyper himself. Mm -hmm. Zay Flowers, wide receiver, Boston College. Wow. Yeah, I was stunned to see that at uh not first time on anyone's radar. Um, I don't, you know, I, it's not even. I just don't see why. I mean, did did we visit? He didn't visit. Did we uh, send anyone to there? Do they? Does Boston College even have a pro day? I, there, the, I mean, the, I think the rationalization here that gets around all that is he played with Tomlin's kid. As if that Tomlin saw him play in person, that would be because as if Tomlin hasn't seen a lot of football games in person. Oh yeah, think. like oh yeah, I went to see my kid play at BC. Man, I couldn't help but notice that wide receiver. <laughs> Well, I'm up here posting selfies on Instagram with uh, with my family. Um, all right. So with 101 mocks, we need 50 plus one to make 50%. Okay. The leader right now is Joey Porter Jr., 21 mocks. Okay. Second, gaining two, the tackle from Georgia, Broderick Jones with 12 mm. mocks. Okay. Uh, a two, two, two tied at third, Darnell Wright. The tackle from Tennessee hmm. and Deontay Banks, the corner from Maryland, gaining one. That takes us to 21, 33, 42, 51 mock drafts out of those four. So hmm. that's the 50% threshold. Joey okay. Porter Jr., Broderick Jones, Darnell Wright, Deontay Banks. By my hypothesis, it will be one of those 
for. Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it, it just seems like a lot of people, despite uh, speaking very well of this Banks person, uh, that he seems to be like the se- the best of that, the most well-regarded of that second tier of corners beneath Witherspoon, Gonzalez, and Porter Jr. Which might be available at 32. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. Maybe he could be. I mean, it, it's it's it's. I have no idea. I mean, I don't want to roll that out at all. But I I, I think I can def- I can say a lot stronger. He might he'll probably be available at seventeen unless, hey, say all those corners go by twelve and someone gets spooked down in the twenties and goes up. Um, you know, are you would you be happier with, you know, one of the top three corners and then a second tier tackle or one of those top three tackles and then a second tier corner. Yeah. See, I feel like we're back to the draft points again, where it's like, <laughs> this guy is 450, but this dude's 410. Um, let's look at pick 32. We're up to 56 mocks. Uh, mm-hmm. we, uh, we've got 21 different players, two new names added to the list. Jordan Addison, the wideout from USC. I thought everyone, you know, people have been flirting with that name, but I haven't seen him on any official mocks, I guess, until mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, the the uh, the only thing I really wonder about Addison, other than him having the rough pro day, which is what makes me think, I mean, the rough combine, which is why I might be there at 32, is that, man, if Jamar Chase doesn't go to Cincinnati, are we really considering this? <laughs> right everyone thinks that's a thing now right like, you're right. best friends for life you can you, you never know. saw this before that it's not like jerry rice and steve young in montana all went to the same school like no it's more like uh paul Amalu picking off uh matt leinert <laughs> or something picking you know off palmer palmer that's yeah, right yeah i mean it's you know it, it, yeah they were roommates and then you got this the another new name added at 32 offensive lineman from North Dakota State Cody Mouch Mouch have, have you seen this guy No is he uh, big he, he would not just big but he would be like a fan favorite immediately he looks <laughs> like, Do you remember the caveman from like the Geico ads <laughs> yeah. like he's like a dead ringer for those like this guy looks at least 46 he's 21 years old it's I mean like he would be you know if, I mean if he was bad obviously they'd hate him but in terms of like wow this guy looks like someone I know that just happens to be much bigger at playing for the Steelers, he's very much on that list. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if any of that means he's good. I mean, North Dakota <laughs> State. I I feel like even in our day of you know flat and college football, and everyone gets a good player, and obviously some great players that come out of that program, there's still a feeling like you were here for a reason. Like, <laughs> do they did he play offensive line or just go to North Dakota State? They all are that size. Oh yeah, he just went to North Dakota State. He knows how to push big bricks of ice around or something. Um, okay, so at 56, the consensus. I'm sorry, at 32, the consensus seems to be Dewan Jones, the tackle from Ohio State. He's got eight. Uh, mm-hmm. He gained one this week. Then we've got uh, Keely Ringo, the corner from Georgia. Which, again, some people just hate passionately. Hate, hate that him. Part it's so weird to me. <laughs> He's got five. Mazzy Smith, the, the tackle from Michigan, has got the defensive tackle from Michigan, has got five. Mm-hmm. Josh Downs, the wideout, has got five. Uh, the big gainer at, uh, at pick 32 is tackle Anton Harrison from Oklahoma. He gained three this week and has six total. He's number two now for wow. 32. And you also notice the ones after that are Deontay Banks and Trenton Simpson, who show up in both 17 and 32, which proves how no one knows anything. No one knows. We will, in two weeks, we'll, uh, I guess we'll uh, come down to our official verdict. While they're <laughs> announcing the pick, you can tune in and we'll tell you what the consensus should be. Right. Okay, all right, enough uh, enough draft talk. Let's uh, let's see if the band wants to mm-hmm. wants to. Let's see if the band ever wants to. <laughs> 
get on the field. It's time for the music band. Where are you? Ah. Finally found me. A couple wads and ends, and this is this one is just weird. I know. Ugh. At real Clark twenty five, Ryan Clark. Many questions remain unanswered, and evidence may indicate that Dwayne Haskins was somehow targeted. The civil suit will be pivotal in uncovering information that can lead to a clear understanding of that tragic night. Uh, this, uh, it, we've had unanswered questions about Dwayne Haskins this whole time. Um, I didn't really expect to, you know, I didn't, if we didn't hear anything else about it, I might've been it, but now we've got this lawsuit where, um, there seemed to be, I mean, there, I think there's some seriously interesting questions, whether or not if he was, you know, set up blackmail, they're talking about blackmail, they're talking about targeting, A a lot of weird stuff in there. Um, you know, and and some people, you know, the, like the consensus on Twitter, like at Jim Stam twenty two for the city four one two. Real talk, this is laughably frivolous, and people were think that this is like they're like trying to blame uh, the family for like so they're going after money when you know da da da. This is a tragedy. I don't see it as people going after money. I think they're going after information. I think that what Ryan Clark is talking about here is this is all about uncovering information. Now you have you know the power to maybe subpoena text records or you know or maybe deposition uh certain people i i think that there is you know they're not necessarily going after a payday they're going after they're still they still need answers about this right they want to find out what really happened they want to conduct a thorough investigation i mean uh, as with all of it i mean it very so sad i mean it's a shame that this is you know i read that and it just made me sad again to think that they got to go through this or that this is more out there i mean hopefully they can find the truth and they can find something that leaves them at peace. But uh, I, I, tr- I mean, I just try not to think about it. That's just a tough go all around. Yeah. No one's trying to get a paid, you know, this right. is, this is like, this is, no one's, no one's first thought is, Oh, let, maybe we can make some money, you know? And, and right. I know a lot of the attention is about the truck driver or the conditions of the truck. I'm not so much worried about that. Although there is uh due process involved mm-hmm. there if there was mm-hmm. faulty truck even if that wasn't you know even if you necessarily want to put blame on him if there was if it turns out that there was faulty mechanics going oh, on oh yeah i mean it's it's as someone that knows too much about this but yes if you when when in a, any accident involving a truck there can be multiple parties that are liable it can be those who loaded the truck those who maintain it those who own it not just the driver you're 100 percent right um, so I don't want to, you know, as much as people want this to go away, um, I'm kind of interested to see where this goes. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on. User minute-add9621 on Reddit. Big Ben is selling a home. Matt Spath is his realtor. That part made me smile. <laughs> so Ben is, it's actually his parents' home mm-hmm. in Finley Township. Uh, he's got 148 acres and wow. a three-car garage, a 2.9 million dollar home uh, in Finley. That's even that's still hard, even uh, in Finley Township. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it. Uh, so it's now that's not the primary home, right? He has some other one somewhere else or it's something, but it, uh, this is just a home. You're saying this it's is just, his parent. This is what his parents live in, apparently. Gotcha, gotcha, and I don't gotcha, know. I guess okay. they're uh, who knows where they're moving. Right, I don't perhaps know. perhaps 148 acres was a bit much for two old people. Thank I mean, you. what is it? It's like uh, it's like Yellowstone uh, Yinzer edition over here. Like they're trying to take our land. I, I could see Big Ben in a, uh, in a as a Yellowstone character. Maybe. Oh God, absolutely. 
Mm-hmm. Um, all right, enough, enough said, I guess. Nothing else to say about that. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's just, it, it, I, to me, the figure was Matt Spaeth is his realtor. Like, we're getting Matt Spaeth work. Like, what was good to have him land on his feet. If it, he sells uh, this house, he might be able to retire, right? Now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Between this and the contract he got for what? the lot? Was it the Lions or the Bears? It might have been Bears? the both. That, yeah. Uh, it, uh, then, yeah, that's, that's good for him. But, I mean, it's, you know, it's, I mean, Spaeth was a target. I mean, that was a tight end they were able to develop. I mean, it's, you know, if the, it may, I mean, in the last so many years during Ben's career and now looking at Hayward again, they, they've been all right. And Gentry, they've been all right at developing tight end projects. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think we'll be adding to the room, um, you know. Unless it's, again, it's one of those like best player available, and one of those massive dudes falls to them at like thirty-two, and then he's your slot receiver, you know. Like, but even then, that would take a lot. I'll give the final word to AB eighty-four Antonio Brown. As an owner, I finally see now why it's important to make everyone know no one is bigger than the team. As a player, I always thought the opposite. This is the road to redemption. The AB road to the Hall of Honor starts with a single tweet, and that, <laughs> that is the tweet. And it's what? He co-owns an Albany arena team with his dad? Is that what this is? Is that what he I owns? I thought I'd read that's what this is. He's co-owning it with his old man. It's an Albany, I don't know if it's arena football or something. You know, there's so many weird football leagues that you are not aware of. That thing Tomlin found is indicative of so many of them. But uh, but yeah, I think that's that's what it is. But this is, uh, I mean, it, it, there are very few things that you read that make you audibly groan out loud like Kiff and Futurama, to use a specific <laughs> reference. And this tweet was absolutely among them oh i'm gonna I, i'm gonna get the an albany empire jersey i think uh, oh, is that, are they, oh that's a cool name for a team the empire the empire you know i like anything where the team name doesn't end with s i always think that's neat i it, think uh, it's i think this is the road to redemption he's uh he's realized the the the, the way the, his whatever his ways what, what am i trying to say <laughs> The errors of his ways. I he's think that's something it. like that. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he's done putting that ish on and he's ready to make a return to the Hall it's of Honor. It's time for recollation. It's time to recollate. And I'll give him, well, let's let's get Ben in the hall first. <laughs> and then, um, well, we'll just We've wait. Got time. I, yeah, it, we'll, we'll put Ben in the Hall of Honor and the Hall of Fame. We'll put Pouncey in the Hall of Honor. And then AB. I well, think, I mean, it's, you know. I, well, I think it's, if there's one thing we've learned over the years about the Steelers in the Hall of Fame is that, like, and I don't know if this works or not, but when you get into the Hall of Fame, it's almost like it has a weird political vibe where, like, anyone you reference in your speech is someone like, oh, then we'll look at. And, like, a real sign to this happening would be, like, would Ben bring him up in his speech? Like, oh, that yeah. to me would be a sign, like, okay, maybe this is going to happen if Ben's like, yeah, boy, AB was a great player. Like, it's because everyone's done that throughout yeah. the years. I mean, how many times did someone reference? Stony shell yeah yeah he's yeah he'll be like you know and you know i added my 500 touchdowns 400 went to a b or something like that yeah and if he doesn't say that that'll tell us something too. or if he says heinz ward right if he that makes would be another there. one yes mm-hmm. okay well i think that that's been what we've been talking about which we've been talking that's what we've been talking about thank you that's what i was trying to say coach um We'll keep it the conversation going if we have to on social media. <laughs> I'm not tagging anyone in uh, in my comedy show pictures or uh, <laughs> so you'll have to find me at Kyle Christ on social media. How about yourself, Greg? Oh, uh, you could find me at uh, Instagram and Twitter at Greg Benevent B as in boy E V as in Victor E N T. Two weeks away from draft day. Thank God. 
And then we can talk about how bad the draft was. Oh, what a disappointment it was. All right, until next week, keep listening to Coach. Be the best selves. That's going to be required. Stay in school.